You are listening to Redefining Disability, an adaptive sports podcast brought to you by Move United. I am your host, Sean Butcher, and I have the privilege of serving as the editor of Move United Magazine, the nation's leading adaptive sports publication. Each week, tune in to hear how sports have made it possible for our nation's adaptive athletes, training tips from the best coaches and program leaders, and news on the latest technology, equipment, and trends in the industry. Jonathan Stone was a three-sport athlete in high school. After being severely injured in the Marine Corps, he thought his days as an athlete were over. Then he discovered adaptive sports through Team River Runner, a Move United member organization. Now, John is enjoying the sport he loves as a member of the Cleveland Browns wheelchair football team. So, John, I thought we would just start by talking a little bit about uh, why you decided to join the military. I always ask my fellow veterans that question. Well, you're a veteran as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. What branch? Army National Guard. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Um, Well, that's a good question. We were talking about that in my uh, group. Um, I come from a family uh, service a long line of service um, that it's been very important uh, to, uh, I mean, both sides, like both of my grandfathers served. Um, My uh, father did not because he did not make it into this prestigious nuclear engineering program that his brother um my uncle was um he he uh, for a while was in naval history as the youngest master chief in naval history uh he served 27 years in the navy mm. um was a real hero of mine growing up and i was in the junior uh navy rotc in high school and I really enjoyed it. We had really great teachers. We had a commander, a retired commander, and a retired master chief. And they would drill us. Um, and they taught us so many things. And I really was going, as I was in this um, as a junior in high school, and I was looking through the military. And I was also, uh, I was playing football. I was playing three sports. Um and I was getting recruited to play at very small schools for football, but I was not a very good student for various reasons that were out of my control. Um, but coming from such a long line of service from uncles to uh, even my father got a lot of criticism for not serving the mm. breaking a line of service that goes back to the revolutionary war um that really in ways brought a lot of dishonor uh to him and really uh because of the culture that we have in our family uh it was not something that i could pass up and i did not these small schools that I was being recruited to were in places that I'd never heard of uh, in Ohio and in Indiana 
Uh, this is not like Ohio State, <laughs> you know. <laughs> they were like DePaul with a W. Um, <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, it could have been fantastic, but the way that they were explaining it to me is like you would get grants and you would get these things and and, and like some kind of weird addition that it would be added. They could not give you scholarships because of they were division two or something. It just seemed way too complicated. So one day in this um, junior ROTC class, our um, commander said, well, we're going to have a guest speaker today. It's going to be a Marine Corps recruiter. And I was like, okay. And this man walked in in our dress blues and I, he gave an incredible speech. And I was like, this, this is what I want. This is this uniform, this guy, this is what, that's what I want to be. This is, this is what I want to devote my life to. Um, because I thought if I want, I'm going to join, I'm going to be like my uncle and serve as a career. Um, because that kind of sacrifice and commitment was our standard. And I was begging them and they signed that paperwork for me to be in a delayed entry program. I was in that for a year to help recruit two people. Um, a guy that I'd wrestled against. Um, and, uh, because, you know, sports goes into our, what we're doing, we're a community, you know. And so I knew him from wrestling, and I knew that he he had been interested, and uh, my recruiter asked me to talk to him because um, I was better able to relate to him as, as being a kid than just some guy in this very intimidating uniform, which I wasn't intimidated by. I wanted to wear desperately. And I mean, I think because I came from the culture, it was easy for me to see it. It was easy for me to, okay, you know, I'm going to be able to wear that uniform. I'm going to earn that in boot camp. I'm going to earn that Eagle Globe and Anchor. So, um, yeah, I spent a year in that. And then, um, yeah, uh, and I joined, I, I, I um, went to boot camp 25 days after I graduated from high school. I, um, I just, I should have spent the summer uh, having a good time, honestly. <laughs> boot camp is not a good way to spend your after, it, well, I wanted to get my adult life started. I mean, I thought, yeah. I'm looking back on it, maybe I should have had some fun because <laughs> it was just, it was, it was hell from the beginning, but that's, they're preparing us to fight, you know, from the get-go, from standing on those yellow footsteps and everything that is done from the beginning of st stepping onto those yellow footprints is get you prepared to, to fight and, and to survive. And they, they, and it did. 
So, I mean, I'm thankful for it. I mean, I'm here today talking because of it. Yeah. I mean, I appreciate, you know, that's why I joined. That's why I chose it. So I was infantry. So really, it's not glamorous at all. What we do, people have this idea about recruiting, you know, recruiting commercials that we have. Those, yeah, these slick, you know, we're, you know, you got the formation and all this stuff. And, oh, I mean, we... I mean, we were in the field, and I mean, it was you know difficult work. I mean, I'm glad my recruiter didn't promise me anything. I mean, he promised me I work my ass off, and I would bleed, sweat, and bleed. And he was right; he was absolutely right. And um, I'm glad I didn't expect anything else from it. Um, but I wanted to make it my career but i was injured um and it broke my heart uh because i like how movie united is is focusing on ableism uh, and disability identity uh i was at the conference in mm-hmm. in colorado springs and there were a lot of um you know, there were a lot of um, talks on that and how I came into a disability model by uh, being injured in the Marine Corps, not exactly knowing what was happening. It really just, and in the Marine Corps, is just hyper ableism. We're, you're either deployable or you're not. You know, you either matter, you're ready to fight, you know, and we were, you know, Afghanistan, Iraq, you know, you're deployed six months of the year anyways on Westpacs, you know, but if you're not deployable, you are nothing. And especially in the infantry where the Marine Corps is 70% infantry, you know, and it just felt like the times that I was injured, I just did not, it, you know, I just felt like you were, you were nobody, you know, you're rehabbing, the guys are out fight, you know, the guys, are, these things are happening. You're, you're on the sidelines and there's no counsel or there were counseling, but you, you can't say, at least all of us were like, you don't say anything about if you're struggling mentally you don't say anything you know because then you're definitely uh red flagged or non-deployable if you talk to a shrink you know they will yeah at least all of us in our unit uh i think one guy talked and like they discharged him quickly and scared the hell out of all of us and so uh, uh, just being injured and was just, it was just devastating. I just never thought that that would happen. Like being in 18, 19, 20, 20, you're still, you still feel like, I mean, you're bulletproof. You feel like that anyways. And in the Marine Corps, I mean, you feel like it, 
even more so in the way that you're trained to, to be that, to feel that way, you know, to feel like you're indestructible. But the, the injuries that I went through with my feet, my ankles, and shins, and, and calves, being on the sidelines, and then um, you get to a point, the Marine Corps gets to a point where they don't want to treat you anymore. I think they just do the math on guys in the infantry are beat up. Um, are the joint, your joints don't survive, you know? I mean, they rotate guys out for now four to six, eight years, you know, because carrying around a pack and all that, it's not, it's not really sustainable the way that uh, we have it. So, but just accumulating injuries and then needing rehabilitation and, and finding out after that I needed surgeries that they were not willing to do and that I hadn't, I didn't understand what was happening. So really, you know, it's, it just feels like a blur in many ways. Um, Cause it's, my career and the things that what I thought was going to happen, what did happen, like didn't happen, you know, and then boom, I'm out and I'm trying to live some existence out here and trying to be, uh, my brain is, <laughs> I had PTSD. I didn't know it, you know, uh, and I, <sighs> And I, I mean, it's just how has how has um, how has sport been able? Uh, how has sport? I mean, I'm trying to figure out how to how to say this. How has sport helped you? You know, overcome some of those uh, challenges. Well, sport was always, like I said, very very. It's part I, I've learned through therapy, uh, and and in. Um, even in uh, our IRES program in yoga, that that is a part of my identity. Um, growing up, you know, I was a fierce competitor, whether it was baseball, football, track, wrestling, basketball, anything with a ball, anything competitive. Like it was important to me. Um, and so, when I got injured and I'm out here, I tried to walk on at the University of Cincinnati our football team, I, I signed up and I was in the program, our walk-on program. And uh, right before the summer started where you get into real practices, um, before, you know, the off season is all conditioning and things and nutrition and things. Mm-hmm. Our coach Minner at the time, coach Rick Minner at University of Cincinnati canceled the program. And I had been taking a lot of steroids, illegal steroids, because I, you know, had I was all beat up, but I still wanted to play. I still, and there was a chance for me to play at least to, I just wanted to play football again. I loved it so much. And I got to play little intramurals in the Marine Corps. We have intramurals and things. And I just wanted to play again. And he canceled it. 
and I thought, you know, this is, I'll never get to play again. I'll never get to play any sports again. You know, I thought that part of my life was over. So part of me, it felt like died. Um, and it just, it was devastating. So about 10 years ago, somebody from Team River Runner invited me out to a pool session. And this guy was hooked into adaptive sports. Um, and so and then he invited me to the Valor Games in Chicago. And in this whole world of adaptive sports, like, opened up for me. And then it was like having my life back, a big part, or having a big part of my identity back for me, a big part of who I am that I thought was gone. I thought it was, you know, I thought, you know, that it was great, but, you know, I'll never get to compete. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll never get to do the things that I loved. And so I ran a chapter of Team River Runner for seven years. I, I was able to do some adaptive sports during that time, but not to be on a team, not like the stuff that I grew up and loved. And was hard you know and but in 2020 move united was disabled sports ohio or usa um i found out about the ambassador program warfighter ambassador program and then i found out about hey we're going to start wheelchair football and i'm like whoa really i am in sign me up man (laughs) <laughs> and then <laughs> we got we have a, a, a an organization here that does wheelchair basketball um and i tried to pitch them you know to start a team but it's during the pandemic so you know it's hard it was hard for the they're a small organization funding is always an issue and health and safety was you know concerned so they, you know, weren't ready. We're still trying to do that. I'm working on that. We're working on trying to have an expansion team here in Cincinnati. We hope in the next year or two that'll be possible. But Adaptive Sports Ohio, uh, I learned that they, they're like, last year, hey, we're going to have a team. And that's up in Wooster, up near Cleveland. And I'm in Cincinnati. That's about three, four hours away. I got in contact with them. I am like, can I play with you? Uh, they're like, of course, we'd love to have you. Are you? Sh-? But they're like, are you sure you <laughs> want to drive up here? Can you? Tra-? That's a big commitment. Are you uh-huh. sure? I'm like, you don't know how much I love this. You know, you don't know how much whatever it takes, right? Means to me, yes, it means the world to me. I mean it. It's just, yeah, the, it, I'm like, yeah, I will. Even though I'm busy, even though I had just started this PhD program at Howard and it's, it's, it's so difficult and it's, our, our program is ranked third in the country. So it's really prestigious, but I knew I needed it, especially in a pandemic where everything was closed down. Yeah all these connections, human connections 
you know, for me had been lost or they had been shelved. You know, I'm a member of VFW and, you know, we had to close down or we had to significantly downshift our, our um, programming and Team River Runner had shut down. All these things had shut down. These things that I needed, and but I needed that team so bad, and it's been spectacular. The, the The team that I play on, the coaching that we have, has been so so amazing. It's it, it is uh, helped me so much. I mean, I I felt feel like a kid out there again and i never thought this would ever happen i just thought you know it was great i had a great athletic career as a kid i had great you know experiences but but now it's back and now i think about our league i think about the impact that it can make i think about there's kids out there that are in wheelchairs that are in football is a great sport, but even the quarterback on our team is an amputee. Um, he was not allowed to play football because he was an amputee. And I guess his school said a liability. Uh, we cannot cover you. Hmm. He played college baseball for Ohio University. He was a pitcher. So this guy is an incredible athlete. I mean, but his school said, no, you cannot play football. And he played for a small school. And I don't, you know, there could be more things, but the guy is, you know, a college athlete at a, at a D1 school. And they would not let him participate in a sport that is now our college, our, our national pastime. And that is tragic, you know. And I think about him, you know, there's so many other kids out there that with this sport, they can be a part of it. They can, they won't be on the sidelines. That I know we, we have people that play backyard, you know, wheelchair football, and that's grassroots, and that those things are important things. But without a national apparatus, um, not many people would know about it, you know. And now that we have a, a partnership with the NFL, with the Bob Woodruff Foundation, like I remember last year, we could not wear the uh, stripe with Cleveland and I don't know about Cleveland Browns football history. It's a long history. Uh, actually they're the Bengals rivals, <laughs> chief rivals battle of Ohio, but these guys know, and these guys wanted that stripe so bad. And now I understand why we weren't allowed to, because of, you know, trademark or copyright, you know, but now uh, once we got that and we could put on that, that strut, how much it meant to my teammates, you know, yeah. that it was legitimate, you know, and that we have a backing from the NFL. We have a backing of 
the Cleveland Browns. They are actually going to have an event with players on the on uh, November 15th up in Cleveland. That's, you know, probably a part of that salute to service yeah. um, in November that they do with veterans yeah. every every year. Um, and so um, it's really special that now to think about what this league is going to inspire where it's going to go the impact you know of wheelchair basketball this is going to be up there in that echelon of adaptive sports 